Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. School students are preparing to strike across the country today, calling for climate action. Protests in places like Dublin, Cork, Galway are all joining the global climate strike today and over 10,000 people turned up for a similar event in Dublin back in 2019. Of course, with COVID, that was all kind of locked down, wasn't it? Ireland's carbon emissions reduced by just 3.6% in 2020 compared to 2019, despite the fact that widespread COVID-19 restrictions and lockdowns and lack of activities uh, were there. So, in other words, we didn't actually reduce our emissions, even though we weren't really driving very much. Residential and agriculture greenhouse gases increased, and this underlined the challenge facing the country in attempting to half the overall emissions by 2030, according to the provisional figures issued by the Environmental Protection Agency. Lockdowns resulted in 15. 0.7% decline in transport emissions. Uh, when you look at these figures, it kind of contradicts itself. So in other words, we had a huge decrease in transport emissions, 15.7%, 7.9% reduction in energy industry emissions because of the lockdown as well. 51% coinciding with the 15% increase in wind generation. And despite all of that, we still only had a 3.6% uh, decrease in overall carbon emissions. Anyway, the point is, will you be out there supporting them? And will your children be out there supporting them? Have your children taken the day off school? For the 2021 Climate Act, urgent action is needed and is also necessary to avoid the growth in greenhouse gases during the post-COVID economy recovery. This is according to the group who have organised. And currently there is a plan, by the way, to increase uh, carbon tax on fuels, which is coming in, by the way, on 1st of May. Now, the fuels to heat your homes will go up on May 2022. So that's... Next uh, to next month, okay, and the transport fuels, i.e., in your car, which we're already struggling to pay, they're going to go up in October. That was agreed in last year's budget. You're now going to have to pay more carbon taxes. So what I'm kind of asking today is, okay, you all want to save the planet. I get that, but are you willing to pay for it? Are you willing to pay extra for everything? Because if you have to pay extra carbon taxes on fuel, well, then haulage has to pay extra carbon taxes, which means your food on the shelves goes up. So everything goes up once you start paying carbon taxes. Now, some people will argue, well, we shouldn't be paying it. Big industry should be paying it and the government should be paying it. We shouldn't be punished, essentially, for that. But I want to know what you think. Joining me on the line to talk a little bit more about the strike this afternoon is Jessica Dunn, who's one of the organisers. Jessica is an organiser for climate activists uh, for Friday for, for the Future. And she's currently in Merrion Square setting up the protest as we speak. Good afternoon to you, Jessica. Hiya. Okay, so Jessica, firstly, is there like a list of demands? Is, is that the way this works? I mean, what is the list of demands? Um, well, basically, Fridays for Future in general, we're kind of a, um, we're an organization where every uh, like regional group has complete autonomy to say what they want. So we, like a lot of different groups will have kind of different variations of the same thing. But in Fridays Dublin, we do. And um, we have, um, the, we have three kind of main pillars, which is a fossil free future. Um, and a, a livable city and climate justice. So, okay. yeah. So, fossil, let, let's deal with them one by one, okay? So, fossil-free future. Now, at the moment, of course, that's not possible because, you know, we have to come up with other ways of producing energy and we don't have those other ways yet. We can work towards that, but we don't have it right now. And maybe by 2050, which they're looking for, I suppose, this uh, net zero is what they're aiming for by 2050, we may have the technology, you know, we'll have the electric cars. They may not even be electric cars. It might be hydrogen cars by the time we get around to that, water-based cars. Um, so, that could be the future. But at the moment, we're not really there yet. And people can't afford to go fossil free. 
Well, see, that's the thing. I would say that we do have the means. We don't have the motivation. Um, because it, as an, uh, as, I would say that as climate justice goes, it means that we need to be looking at like the most affected people by climate change. And they're not the people who have the money to pay the carbon taxes or whatever. Those are like the people on the front lines. They're the people who can't pay for anything more than fast fashion or anything more than like a diesel or a petrol car or whatever. And so the whole thing is that we do have the means to go fossil free if we really wanted to. But, it's but, just but can that I say the individual you? people okay. don't. Individual okay. people don't. We need big corporations and we need the government to be able to. Yeah, because I don't want that. to pay anything extra. As it is, I you know I live in Belfast and work in Dublin, so I'm up and mm. down like a yo-yo. When I'm paying as it is, I'm paying five hundred a month just for diesel, so I can't afford to be paying any more than that. So I don't want to be punished or penalised because other people want to do this. So of course, yeah, and, but. What I would say to you is, and this has been said, and I'm sure you're used to this argument, uh, Jessica, and I know, by the way, uh, what age are you, Jessica? 18 years of age? Uh, 17. Oh, 17 years of age, okay. And what I'll say to you is that older people, or us adults, have accused you young people of being the generation that are probably using more energy and more fuel than any other generation have ever used before. So is that not a bit hypocritical? I think that the gender that 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 generation argument is very reductive when and when 100 corporations are responsible for 71% of um carbon emissions and all of that like it's not it's not the individual person that like we can all do our little bit every day and like that's why we we're taking to the streets and all that that's what we can do and um, but at the end of the day the real impacts are going to come from people in charge and whether that's in charge of corporations or in charge of governments making the right decisions so i don't like as an individual i don't think that um that like taxing the individual is the way to go and i think that uh, most climate activists wouldn't be saying that either um i think that what they're really saying is that we need the people in charge to do better and to come up with plans that don't fall to individuals who are already being negatively impacted by the climate crisis yeah but it's all well and good to say that we you should use less fossil fuel we should reduce the fast fashion because that's all part of it as well because that reduces industry too uh, we should go less on holidays and not use airplanes as much as we possibly use them at the moment but again, I put it to you that it's this generation, the younger generation, which are doing all of those things. I mean, your average young person wants to be brought to school by mom in his car, in her car, or dad in the car. The average young person wants to go away on holidays. They want the mobile phone, which is made with cheap labor, you know, in China somewhere. They want all these things. They want to go in and out of pennies like a yo-yo and buy as much fashion as they possibly can. It's not me that's doing that. You know, it's not the older generation that are doing that. It's the younger generation. So they need to change or come up with an alternative way of living, don't they? But again, I will say to you that, like, it's, it's completely reductive to look at this as a generation war because... It's no, no, not, I'm not making it into a war. I'm just saying, it, you know... Yeah, but it, even it, just blaming... Because we're just... We're making stereotypes of generations to try and justify why we're not in the wrong. When we're all complicit, but we're all also the victims of the climate crisis and all of that. You know, we, we can all... We can all point fingers and we can say, you're responsible for this. You're responsible for this. I'm not blaming anybody. I want an overall answer. I want the answer. Of course. I don't think that you're blaming, but I think that when we say, oh, young people are responsible for this much, older people are responsible for this much, we're just getting away from the real thing, which is that we should all be on the streets together today and we should all be saying that we want more action. We want accommodations from government so that we are able to pursue climate justice. We want to have policies in place so that the individual person isn't held responsible for something that is the fault of corporations and governments. 
I mean, I, I'm not denying, of course, that the planet, um, you know, in the long term is in trouble. And, and I think we all know, we all realise that. Um, you know, obviously there, are, there, there is the argument in relation to global warming and there is the argument that, that there's nothing we can do about nature and we can't change it. But we can play our part to try and make things a little bit better for everybody. And I think we'd all agree with that. But I've been through this before. This is not my first rodeo. I'm 58 years of age. I went through, there's a hole in the ozone layer. I went through the global warming of the 1980s. I went through the acid rain of the late 1980s where we had all these protests. They all turned out to be the same. In other words, we were told the world would end in the 1980s. We were told the world would end in the 1990s. And now Greta's telling us the world is probably going to end in 10 years' time, which is probably not true either, by the way. But yes, we do need to change. But, I mean, there seems to be a fierce panic about doing something right now when we can't really do a lot more than we're doing without punishing people, without the people suffering and their lifestyle suffering. And I do want to do something, and I want everybody to do something, but when we have the ability to do it, and at the moment, see, let give you one example. The government want everybody to change to electric cars. That's great, and I'd love to change to an electric car tomorrow. But it's just not possible because we don't have the infrastructure. The cost of the electric cars are too high. So the government need to give alternatives to people before they say, well, do this. In other words, we want wind energy. Great. But then build, build more wind turbines. 2025 is the plan. It's no good to me right now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but uh, and just to go on what you were saying earlier, it's n- there's no the, the scientists aren't lying to people about. I'm this not crisis. suggesting they are, by the way. I'm not saying that you're saying you're suggesting that they are, but you said that oh, we said the world was going to end here. We said the world was going well, to end did. here. It didn't. We did. We said that we were called with every generation. We see the impact clearer of the climate crisis, and it gets worse and worse with every generation because nothing is being done. But the climate scientists hasn't. Were, the, scientists were being whistleblowers in the 1980s the same way that they're being whistleblowers. But they weren't right. People, but they weren't the they point were to make right. it. They no, were no, no. right. You were seeing the early impacts back then. Of there was no hole in the ozone the layer. That turned out. It turned out that the hole in the ozone layer had filled in itself, at, at which some scientists had predicted it would. The acid rain turned out nothing to be nothing more uh, than evaporation from lakes. Uh, there, were, there was a lot of the stuff that we thought was right in those days was wrong. I'm not saying this is wrong, by the way. I'm just saying is that there seems to be an awful lot of panic. For example, we suggest that we want to reduce uh, the possibility. We don't want to go 1.5 degrees up, right? Because mm-hmm. we believe that could be dangerous. Some, some scientists would suggest there's not a lot you can do to avoid that, but other scientists are saying that we can slow that down. If you um, read the IPCC report, there's a lot, it, it, okay, it, it, it measures everything. Okay. It is very much no, a I'm not, I'm not, not going to contradict that, but all I'd say to you, in the last 10 years, the global temperature temperature hasn't actually increased. It did increase dramatically between the 80s and the start of uh, 2010, but it hasn't increased in the last 10 years. So what I'm saying, well, not dramatically, a very, very small amount, it's negligible. But what I'm saying to you is, yes, we want to do something, but is, you know, taking a day off school and every child whose education has already been affected so badly over the last two years because of COVID, is that, does it warrant taking a day off school? When, be clear, Jessica, I know you're a really passionate person and you're a wonderful speaker, by the way, and you're very passionate about what you're doing. But the majority of students that are going to take the day off school today are just doing it for a DOS. I would say that that's a very unfair way of looking at young people. I, I, I think that the majority of us are the ones, we know that we're going to be the ones dealing with this crisis. And we know that we have the empathy to see that there's people being, the climate crisis isn't affecting us in Ireland significantly right now. So we're able to sit back and say, you know, why should we do something? But like, there is so many issues that are impacting the global south right now, specifically because of the climate crisis. And so when we're on the streets, we're not just saying, for the future, we need to change. We're saying 
that the last like three refugee crises uh, crises that have hit the world have been call, di- directly caused or indirectly caused by the climate crisis. And the climate refugees are just going to keep coming. And the amount of people who are being displaced from their homes, the amount of people who are dying as a result of climate change every year is just increasing. So the, these young people, they're seeing that. And that's why they're taking to the streets. It's a matter of empathy, not a matter of dossing. Okay, what do you say to a text that I got in there that said, I'm not taking any advice from a generation of darlings who don't know if they're... If, oh, yeah, well, I'm not going to go into that aspect of it. But don't know what they're actually talking about. Do you believe that most young people... Uh, you clearly are, by the way, Jessica, and I'm not having a go at you, but do you think most young people actually understand the climate crisis and understand the implications of it? Yes, um, I think the majority of young people definitely do. We're kind of bombarded by it every day. I think that's one of the joys of the, 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 joys of the internet is that everybody is kind of indirectly educated every day. Um, and uh, and it, we are very much a generation that has been raised with just knowledge constantly being available to us. So most of us have at least a base knowledge of the climate crisis. Okay, and what sort of turnout are you expecting today? It's, nice, it's a beautiful day out today, by the way, so you should get a decent turnout. What sort of turnout are you expecting today? And um, it's kind of it's always difficult to say. I mean, back in twenty twenty, before just before the pandemic hit, and um, we had like um, twenty thousand people coming. We've had five thousand at smaller strikes and all that. So anywhere between that uh, that number should be it. Okay. And what what time does it kick off? Just to remind anybody that's out there and wants to pop along, what time it's does it kicking kick off at one p.m. One p.m. and it's outside. Is it Merrion Square? Is it? Yes. Okay. And in relation to how people got there today, how did you get there to the the, the protest today? Uh, I took the lesson. <laughs> okay, because you know what I was going to say next if you didn't, didn't you? <laughs> didn't you? Because there is a lot of hypocrisy out there because I know that some of them will be brought in by mum and dad in the SUV. I'm, uh, I, sure. I, I'm assuming your mum and dad have a car, your dad or mum or whoever it is have cars. See, this is the thing. I was on, a, I was on another <laughs> show in, a year ago now and I was asked, why are you on a phone if you, if you think that the climate crisis is an issue? I cannot have a non-livable life just so the climate crisis can happen because no matter what I do, that is not going to... That is negligible in the grand context of everybody's impact. And again, the impacts of corporations. 100 corporations are responsible for 71% of carbon emissions. So but, you're not I, going, but you're not going to do anything tomorrow. Or Ireland is not going to do anything tomorrow about the emissions in China. And China are the biggest emitters of carbon fuels. And we can do we absolutely can nothing about it. We can point our fingers at other countries as much as we want. But we can also, as a country take responsibility. But what we, we do is Europe- quite negligible, Jessica, in the big scheme of things. I mean, what we produce... We are produce- part of the European Union. Whatever we do is going to be uh, is going to be impactful, not only as individuals, but also as what it does is setting a precedent for the rest of the world. All right, well, listen, you, you are a wonderful speaker and you are a wonderful representative for your generation and I appreciate you coming on the air today. And if anybody wants to join in, by the way, one o'clock, you can pop down there to Marion Square. Jessica, look after you. She, she'll make sure. Are you speaking on the, on the platform today? Are you, are you up on the stage? Yeah, I'm going to be singing. All right. Oh, you're going to be singing? Yeah, I'm a songwriter. All right, what are you going to sing? Uh, just one of my own songs. All right, okay. Do you have a guitar? Yeah. I, have you got it there? Sorry? Have you got it there with you beside you? And I have it now. It's on the stage over there. I came away. Okay, because I was going to ask if you wanted to sing it. Now you could. <laughs> <laughs> could you do that? Well, uh, it's too far away from me now. And if you come down to the strike, you can hear me. <laughs> all right, Jessica. Well, look, I wish you well and I wish you luck. All right. And the best of luck to you. All right. Grant. Okay. See you. There you go. Jessica Dunn, climate activist for Fridays for the Future, currently in Marion Square, setting up. A lot of people, we talked about this the other day, by the way, and I asked the question on Twitter, will you be encouraging your children to go along to the strike? 92% of people said, no, I will not be letting them take a day off school to go to the strike because they believe it's purposeless. So I want to know, 
not only will you be sending your kids to strike, but here's the thing. Now, in May, you are going to pay extra for your fuel to heat your home. That's a fact. Because, of course, Eamon Ryan and his Green Party in the budget put another tax, another carbon tax on us. And as much as you all want to save the planet, and the best of luck to you is there, by the way, as much as you all want to save the planet, are you willing to pay for it? In October, the diesel and petrol in your car is going to go up as well. Again, yes, again. We're already crippled with it. It will go up again. And again, that is because of a new tax being brought in by Eamon Ryan. And when we were crippled last week with twenty with two euro twenty for diesel, thankfully it's come down a little bit. It's back down to like one ninety six again, two euro, depending on where you happen to be. When we were crippled last week, Eamon Ryan was asked, would he not put the extra tax on fuel for the time being until it had come back down in price? And he said no, he wouldn't. He said, I'm still putting it on because that money's going to be ring fenced. And I'm going, you like in other words, his passion for climate change is more important than your bills every week. And that's the bottom line. They don't care about anything apart from getting that tax off you. So are you willing to pay for it? You heard Jessica there going on about it and she's quite passionate about it. There's quite a lot of errors, I believe, in what she said, but that's her view. Um, And I will go back and say that I know it's not an us and them situation, but the young generation of people today are responsible for using more energy than any other generation in the history of this planet. So I do believe it's quite hypocritical of them to be turning around and telling us that we should be reducing our emissions. But anyway, we could have that argument again. The question I want to know today is, are you willing to pay for it? I want to know, are you willing to pay more in your taxes, for your food on the shelves, for everything? Climate taxes, essentially, in order to help Ireland reach its carbon emission goal and its net zero by 2050, which is pie in the sky, airy fairy nonsense. There you go, I said it. <laughs> now I know somebody's going to accuse me of homophobia. Ashling, I'm a homophobe. I've just said airy fairy. <laughs> Have you ever heard such nonsense in your life? Leo, stop playing the victim. Anyway, getting back, it is airy fairy, it is pie in the sky, it is wishy washy, it is absolute nonsense, absolute and utter nonsense if you think that we're going to reach a goal of net zero by 2050, because that's not possible. It just isn't, but not with the technology we currently have at the moment. Now, maybe the technology will come along in the future, in the next 30 years, to make some of that possible. But as we, we can't see the future. We don't have a crystal ball. Uh, the number is 087-188-008. I want to know, are you willing to pay extra? Are you willing to put your hand in your pocket and pay extra taxes, an extra 5 or 10%, you know, over the next couple of years, you know, retrofit your homes, buy your electric cars, whatever you want to do. It'll cost you a fortune over the next three or four years. Are you willing to pay that to save the planet? That's the question. The number is 87 188 Actually, just text a yes or a no. You are willing to pay it or you're not. Simple as. Well, I keep texting. Uh, okay, some of your texts coming in. Net zero is a myth. We do our part and the rest of the planet does not. We all breathe and pollute the same air. How can you possibly measure that globally, says Oshin. You're probably right, Oshin. You're spot on the nail, Nile. Uh, time to boot these greens out. And no way would I pay for any so-called carbon tax. No way, my son, says Joe. Uh, keep texting, keep WhatsApping, the number is 087 And also, I'm looking at some of the other texts here coming in. Um, I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more um, now with Jessica. She's absolutely 100% right. Okay, I've got somebody online one there. Who's that? Who's that? Sorry. Go ahead. Morris, how are you doing? You're in Ireland's Classic Hits. 
How are you doing? Yeah, I was just ringing up. I was listening, and I'd like to congratulate that young girl. I thought she spoke pretty well, and she's very articulate. Oh, she was. But, I mean, don't yeah. get, look now. Look, I'm going to say it would be yeah. easy for me to have a debate with her and to be rude to her and everything else. But I wouldn't. There's no, do, need. I, no, there's, there's no, need. no, there's no, no need for it. No, no. I think they're right because they shouldn't be told. Uh, stay quiet, shut up, sit down. You you have no opinion. You're only eighty. What do you know? Mm. We we I listen I listen to the stuff you listed off, and I I'm from your generation, the same, right? Mm-hmm. And we done nothing. We sat on our backsides and we done nothing. We listened to all the crap that went on, but we accepted it. But now I don't know who to believe. Or do I believe the government? No, I listen to the experts. But these young people coming along, I think they're a bit more educated than we were. I, I, would agree more. More. I would agree yeah. they're more. Well, I, when, when you say they know a lot more, they're they're no, they're more wired to no, they're being no, no, we, we no, 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 Morris, no, let, no, 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 Morris, no, let's be careful about how we talk about this, right? They're being we told about, no, hang on, they're being educated a particular way and told a particular thing which they believe is true. Now there are other people who disagree with that, and they're not willing. Unfortunately, a lot of young people are not willing to listen to that aspect of it. We live in a very different world now, where there's what they call narratives all the time. Now, I'm not having a go at Jessica. I'm not having a go at the young people who are quite passionate about it. But I don't believe everything they say, and I don't believe everything they say and is you're true. Right. Well, yeah. listen, the more you went on her, the more condescending you sounded. Well, and, but, but I didn't want to sound condescending. I just wanted well, to... Well, it dis- came across that way. Uh, well, I just wanted to disagree with some of what she said because some of what she said is not true. That. I mean, yeah. what I said to her, I, I'm, you can't ignore the fact that if you really are passionate about it and you yeah. really believe it's true, young people are actually the ones who are guiltiest. And I don't want to be a blame game. It's not a blame well, game. I but, think but, that's wrong. But, I think that's wrong. They true. didn't ask to be born. They didn't ask to be no, born. No, 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 you're missing the point. The people of today, the young people, they're the ones who are using the disposable fashion. They're the ones who are using the mobile phones, which are made, by the way, in these industries in China and put together in a factory that employs 250,000 people, uh, enslaved, well, yeah. essentially a slave labour. They're the ones who want to go away on holidays constantly all the time. We didn't have all those things. We didn't do all those things. They're the ones who are using more electricity because they've more disposable electronics, like iPads and phones and all yeah. sorts of things. So they're the ones progress? who are doing it. But it's not not progress. Going back for me and you going Absolutely. out to, to get a to get a book of coal in. Now Absolutely, a I couldn't agree with you more. Of course, it's progress, but they either want the progress or they don't. Come over ahead with a stick and say, "Oh, shut up! You're too educated." I didn't can't say be that. that. What I'm saying is, you either want all of that or you don't. And if you want to go ahead and demand that everybody else reduce their emissions, well, then you reduce yours well, too. And listen, come in and I tell you too. The way I look at it is, if they're willing to give up a day of their education to say the planet in a small way. Why shouldn't they? Why should they sit in their arse and say, well, okay. Mammy and Daddy, you gave me all the money, you gave me all this, it's your fault. Okay, well, look, we had this conversation the other day and 90% of people who, t- who we did a poll online, 90% yeah. of people said they wouldn't be encouraging their children to take a day off school today. So that's just the way parents believe. But, but in relation to the cost factor... There's new taxes coming in now on May the 1st, which will put a tax on your home heating oil and your gas. Uh, there's yeah. a new tax coming in in October, which will put a tax on the fuel you put in your car. A uh, carbon tax, a new carbon tax. Are you happy enough to pay then? No, I'm not, because I'm taxed to the hilt as a walking man. Well, well, well I mean, you either want it but or you, you don't. You want to save the planet oh, or you listen, don't. Oh, I will. I will. But I'll tell you why. I'll tell you how I'll survive it and how I'll pay for it. In two months' time, I'm finished my mortgage. So the mortgage that I pay for the next year of, say, £3,000, that could go on the expenses that I have to put my hand in my pocket to stay alive and look after my family. Mm. You see what I mean? So my money is being diverted 
again to a different way into the government's pockets. And you, and listen, you know what? You know what really pisses me off. And I hope the young people listen to this and they see us. We vote them in every five years. They promise us the sun, moon, and the stars. They give us nothing. They tax us to the hilt because they're in a three-way coalition. We can't get rid of them. And in five years' time, they'll walk away with a big pension like some of them have. I know a guy that left politics 20 years ago, and he's on 78 grand a year. It was your pocket and my pocket. That's what's wrong with this country. But look at the hypocrisy. You've got Eamon Ryan there, who's minister, or who's uh, the Green Party leader, right? I mean, and he's there telling everybody to cut their carbon emissions. Meanwhile, he heads off to Washington, flies from Washington to New York for St. Paddy's Day. But completely, as far as I'm concerned, an unnecessary trip. He could have done it by Zoom. Technology's there nowadays. And you know what I said on your show, and I left a message. They should have all stayed at home and put the money that they would have used into a fund for the people coming in from Ukraine. I could, wouldn't disagree with you. They should have been here. This is the first Paddy's Day we've had in three years. They should have all been here. But the point, I think the biggest hypocrite of all is Eamon Ryan, who's telling everyone else not to be travelling by plane, to cut your, you know, cut your, your, you tighten your belt up there and not to be using fuel. And off he is jetting off to Washington. And I listened to the taxi driver on your show talking to you about getting a call to go to a house to pick up Eamon Ryan and his wife who didn't want to walk a kilometre in her new shoes and they wouldn't get rain on the majority yeah. in the taxi driver in the vehicle. So there you go. Okay, well, let, me, let me just give you, before I go to my next car, let me just give you the latest news, right? Yeah. The EU have a plan now. It's a 10-point plan for us to reduce fuel. And this... Consumption. Well, yeah. So, reduce the speed limits on motorways by at least 10 kilometres an hour. Make public transport cheaper and incentivise uh, micromobility, walking and cycling. I don't disagree with that. Mm. Uh, car-free Sundays. You won't be allowed to drive your car on a Sunday. Now, they did this, by the way, in Japan many, many years ago, where you could only yeah. drive every second day in your car. Different cars got a different number for an odd or an even day of the week. I can't remember what it was. That's right, yeah. yeah. Right. And you could only drive your car, say, on a Tuesday, and a Thursday, and a Friday, whatever it was, depending on yeah. which disc you had in your window. I can see that happening now in Europe. Right, um, the car-free Sunday. So another uh, work from home up to three days a week where possible. Some people can, some people can't. Uh, alternate private car use in large cities. Urge car sharing practices. I don't. I, I'm not sharing my car with strangers. Anyway, uh, promote efficient use of freight trucks and goods delivery. Hasten adoption of more efficient vehicles. Now the only way they can do that is by giving us grants to buy electric cars. Mm. Uh, avoid business travel when alternatives exist. Now. Here's the hypocrisy. So avoid business travel and alternatives exist. Eamon Ryan could have Zoom called your man in America in Washington. Exactly. He didn't have to go. Yeah. So the, in other words, up, it's all well and good. Do as we say, not as we do. You know what I mean? And Michal went all the way to London. Then he went to Paris. Then he went to Washington to meet him. And then he couldn't meet him because he got COVID. What's he doing <laughs> travelling halfway around the world for nothing for? At the taxpayer's expense. Oh, okay. I, believe so, Leo, I believe Leo has COVID now. Did I hear that this morning on the radio that Leo Ragnar I heard your man is out with flu symptoms. What do yeah. you mean Okay, well, uh, well, if anybody's any thoughts on that, by the way, a car-free Sunday and reducing speed limits to save fuel, save the planet and all that kind of carry on. Anyway, let me just go to Tom. Tom, you're in Ireland's best kids. Tom, how are you doing? Good now. Good. Are you, Tom, are you willing to pay extra to save the planet? Absolutely not, Niall. We, we already, look, at, it's, it's, it's stupid. Like, we, we, already, we already pay. It's not that... It's like we we pay pay to our noses already. Like we're paying levy for this, levy for that. It's it's not a question of we we already pay. So the question is no. Yeah. It's as simple as that. There's no there's no debate on it. Look, at, you know I do my my utmost. We we're we're all hypocrites in this. Look, young and old. I'm I, I'm not going to pretend I'm not either because I am. But 
at the same time, I, I will do my bit for, for as much as possible as a human being to, to limit my impact on the planet. Will you? you? Know I mean? you? Oh, but I already do, Niall. That's my point. Yeah, you know, I don't. I, 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 sorry? I don't. Ah, well, 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 then you need to get your ass here, Niall. <laughs> I, I'm, well, no, I'm not getting any ass here. I'm going on holidays. I no, don't no, care. No, but I, I do that as well. I, but I haven't travelled in the last two years. No, as I said, I but haven't. The, that was COVID. At all. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I'm, I'm going to recycle as much as possible. I do that. I, I, I work for a company that, that's environmentally friendly. I'm not going to say exactly what I do. But, um, you know, I try and limit my, my, my impact as much as I can. Look, at I admire that young girl. She's, she's young. She's only 17. I'm a lot older than her. I'm 44. And I have more, I, I have more life experience. But I, I admire her, 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 you know. Her passion, she, yes. She has a passion, passion for it. She has a yes. goal. And I admire that. But it's a very simplistic way of looking at things. Look, at you can't just flick a switch in the morning and to say that we, we're going to eliminate our, 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 our dependence on carbon and all this. Look, at Niall, all the, the products and services that come into this country, they're delivered throughout the country in diesel trucks. So unless they come up, that's just one example. So unless they can come up with a, a solution for that, well, the solution is not there yet. Well, I'm looking at a headline you know in mean? the Irish Mirror and it says lower speeds and no driving on a Sunday proposed to save oil as Ireland and global prices soar. Um, now, this is all connected to the same thing and it's it's for the future as well because obviously there's going to be fuel shortages because of what's happening in the Ukraine as well, obviously. But look, by the way, the fuel prices were going up before the Ukraine came in as well and and they, they are heading towards not using fossil fuels. That's well, it's what they're not trying to fuel do. Night, it's water as well. We have to look at the whole package. Okay, but, I, but would you be willing to... So here's the EU's plan. The EU yeah. have a plan. It's a 10-point plan. So a, a dry, not driving on a Sunday. But I'll, look, <laughs> I'll be driving let's, on a Sunday. Let's put, the, let's put the EU in perspective for a second. We have all this EU legislation coming in, not just Ireland, but throughout Europe. We have a, in particular with Ireland, we have a lot of EU legislation, and they're not being enforced. Mm-hmm. So there's no point in writing stuff on a piece of paper to say if it's not going to be enforced. We have so much EU legislation in, in Ireland in particular, and it's just not being enforced. One example of that is, is um, the tagging of horses. So that's just one quick example. It's not being enforced. I know I, I went slightly off topic, topic there, but I'm just using that as, as an example of legislation that comes from Europe. But, they, but uh, if they do bring in this 10-point plan from Europe in relation to saving fuel and reducing fossil fuels, we will have no choice, just like lockdowns during, uh, you know, it'll be brought into law just during uh, COVID. We won't be allowed to drive on a Sunday. You have to get, look at, as I said, hmm. I, I use a little bit of oil and heat my home, right? I, have a, I drive a diesel car. Now, if, if the government came to me in the morning and said, look at... There's, there's an electric car for free. Oh, fantastic. But Niall, you, well, what's the average cost of, a, of an electric car? 20 to 30,000. Ah, the Jesus. Where you, where you, you won't get a decent electric car for 20 or 30,000. Okay, fair enough. Fair, is it, it's going to be more, isn't it? Well, you're, you're, for a decent electric car, you know, of the standard that you're used to driving, I don't know what sort of, what sort of car do you drive currently at the moment? Well, I, I drive a second hand. It's a 05, uh, 1.4 diesel Toyota Corolla. Okay, um, so, so to, to get the equivalent of that, you're probably looking at 35 to 40,000. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, the question then needs to be asked: the average worker out there, the average family, and I, that's they're a, not. That's a year's salary. Cloud cuckoo land. Cloud cuckoo land. They're not. They can't afford. They're not going to afford. They're not, what the, the average family out there, a person is, is, is worried about putting food on their table, paying their bills that they currently have. It's an absolute joke. Mm. It's not. It's pie in the as you said, I, it's pie in, pie in the sky stuff. 
that's what it is. Pie in the sky and airy fairy. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's exactly it. I, I better be careful what I say because I know there's one politician who, who was pulled up on that. Yeah, that, yeah, I know. You're not, you're not allowed to use the term airy fairy anymore, I believe. Yeah. Oh, so this, so this, this, so this is more of a politically correct thing. <laughs> if you're shot down straight away just because you have an opinion. <laughs> okay, let me just go to Sarah as well. Sarah, you're in Ireland's classic hits. Okay, Sarah, you heard Tom. He's not willing to pay. Sarah, are you willing to pay? Absolutely not. Well, there you um, go. <laughs> I, I'm sick and tired of all these do-gooders going around who obviously must have lots of money and no, no debt and no worries telling the rest of us how we're supposed to live and they don't seem to care how they get the results as long as they get it. You know, they, they, it, it falls off, it trips off the tongue, doesn't it? Oh, you need underfloor heating and then you're, we won't have this problem or we won't drive on a Sunday. Well, that's okay if you live in Dublin or Cork or another town. But mm. what if you're supposed to go to work on a Sunday? Oh, I'll be driving on and, a Sunday. Well, this <laughs> is it. I mean, that's me. Surely that's against your constitutional rights, apart from anything else. Well, well, you well. Know? yes, we would have thought that too. But during lockdown, of yeah, course, you, we, we saw they... Anyway, yeah, we saw they can bring in legislation to do pretty much anything. Yeah, but for the majority of working people, Sunday is one of the days off, isn't it, mm-hmm. basically, mm-hmm. for the majority. So what they're saying is, yeah, drive away all you like Monday to Friday. Uh, you can go and get your shopping and do your chores on Saturday, and then you're locked up on Sunday. Because you can go for a we... walk or a cycle if you like. Well, yeah, but if you need to go somewhere, I mean, take my husband and I tend to go and see his elderly aunt who lives in Galway every Sunday. Well, that's the only day we can go, really, because I work and we... Well, what they'll do is, I'm assuming what they'll do is encourage you to use public transport. What? From Bengal? Have you ever tried to get a bus? I know, I know. We're talking about Ireland here, yes, I get you. I just wish these people would get their heads out of Dublin 4, or Dublin generally, and remember that half the country is about two decades behind. Well, can, I, can I point out, Sarah, for the people of Dublin that, that you're having to go, or Cork, or the city people, for example, generally speaking, um, this affects them equally as well, because although we have a lot of public transport, I'm not denying that, in the cities, um, if you're going, say, to give you an example, if you want to go from Malahide to Blanchardstown, it's not that easy. You get a bus yeah, into town, no, you get a Lewis, you get another bus. A lot of these city people are naive. No, but what, it's, it's just not feasible for people. They could drive there in 20 minutes. If they use public transport, it'll take two hours. So so what yeah, I'm saying is, it's not feasible. It if, you, if you had to, we can't. I mean, you know yourself. I mean, this, you see what the government always seem to do. They think up these wonderful schemes and, and, then, and so, then they don't... Where, and, and no, then where, say, where, 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 where do these people think the food actually comes from? I actually work... I, I won't say who, who I work for. I work for a food producing company. Where do they actually? Where do they, where do these people live in, living in major cities and urban areas? Where do they actually think the food comes from? Oh, I know, because I know. A lot <laughs> of our food is produced in Ireland. Oh, in rural and, Ireland, and, yes. And there's life, there's life, as they say, outside the M50. But it's always the focusing on Dublin and Galway and the big major cities. This we have no. Inf- I I would love, for example, I live about 15 miles from Galway City. I would love to. I go into, go into town on the weekend. I would love to go outside my, well, go up the road, we'll say a bit, and jump on a, a light tram system or a bus if it was there. But unfortunately, it's not. So I have to use my car. Like, yeah. that, lady, like that lady said, she has to use her car. Simply yeah, well, I, I, I mean, I, I use my car, and I use it quite a lot. As I mentioned before, I spend about 550 on diesel every month. It's getting well, kind of ridiculous, I suppose. That's the thing. I mean, a lot of us are nearly getting to the stage where we can't afford to go to work because we can't afford the petrol and we have no other way 
of getting to work. Now, it's not that bad yet, but it, logically, if this keeps going... It'll get that, that bad. It, and, it, and by the way, and it, that's obviously because of other factors like the Ukraine. And also, by the way, fuel and diesel and petrol prices were going up before the Ukraine happened, before the invasion happened. So this was destined to happen anyway. But it's also a knock-on effect from, I suppose, this idea that we have to reduce fossil fuel and fossil fuel emissions and the carbon yeah. taxes that are put on. So, Sarah, what you're saying to me is, Feck it. I'm not paying the extra tax. I don't want to... Well, you've no choice, by the way. It'll be put on to all... already now. Yeah, they yeah. already remember uh, that. So they're bringing in taxes. And Eamon Ryan was asked, would he, you know, reconsider this tax in May and October uh, that's going to go on, you know, uh, fuel? Yeah. And he said, absolutely not. So No, because all he... All the Greens are concerned about is saving the planet. They don't care if people die of cold or can't get to work. We, they'd rather we just disappeared because they don't like people like us. But I love the way Breed Smith's another one that does this. You know, they're going on about keep fossil fuels in the ground. And you say, that's no problem. So what do you want us to use then? But they've yeah. got no answer. You see, there's no alternative for a lot this, of us. Well, with this is the problem. It's all well and good to suggest an alternative. We don't have an alternative right now. And if they want to give us alternatives, well, I'm sure we'd be happy to go along with it. Listen, thank you very much indeed, Sarah. Thank you very much indeed. And I appreciate you coming on the air and Tom as well. Loads of people texting in. So he says, I'm, I'm willing to pay. Also, the demonisation of Greta is despicable. We ha- I didn't actually mention Greta on the air, I don't think, at all today. Uh, but I'm happy to get involved, if that's what you want to say, because I don't take my advice off a teenage girl. Well, she's not a teenage anymore. Well, she knows she is. She's 18 or 19 now, isn't she? Um, Niall is truly a Trump supporter. Oh, just because I don't want to pay any more money, I'm a Trump supporter. Great man, Aidan. Well, and I, I didn't mention Greta at all. I didn't mention her at all today. Aiden is listening to a different radio station. Some of your texts come in. I got mugged last night in the local Petra station. They took all my money when my hands stopped shaking. I managed to ring the Garda. When they got there, they asked me if I could give them a description of the mugger. Description? I said it's over there. Pump number five. <laughs> Very good. Aaron, you're an Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing, Aaron? Hi. Hi, Aaron. Uh, I, I was trying to call in there about. Yeah, I was trying to call in there about half an hour ago when you were, uh, I was just on the way home from work, so mm-hmm. I wasn't able to, you were talking to a, a, a girl there, uh, was she an activist? She was, yes. Uh, the young girl that you were saying, yeah, yeah, and you were saying that um, it, it's the the generation now that are using all the, you know, the gadgets and all and mm-hmm. like that, and uh, something that caught me was uh was well, a lot our generation, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, that actually started building all that technology. Yes. Yeah. And, and that, it, so it's our generation that built all this technology. And that's why now, the kids now and the teenagers now have it. But, okay, just, just, I know there's a slight delay in the line, Aaron, and the reason is, is because you're living in Japan currently at the moment. And now Japan, by the way, are quite guilty of emissions. They, you know, compare. I mean, they're even higher emissions than China. So, well, what are I'm, what are the Japanese I'm actually, doing? I'm not actually even talking about uh, emissions or anything. My my only point was that the kids now. Yeah, but they are. Yeah, but the kids now are the biggest consumers of energy. 
Yeah, but they but no matter who designed it for them, people only design things because there's a demand for it. So young people now are demanding all these things. They're the biggest users of fast fashion, the well, biggest users, users of travel, the biggest users of energy with all the latest gadgets that they use. I know there's a slight delay in the line, so it's difficult for us to have a conversation. But let, let's technology. Let, but let's yeah. park let's park that issue for the moment, right? I'm interested because you are living in Japan, how they're tackling this situation. You're, you're caught out. You're caught out. What you're talking s- like a politician. You're caught out. I'm not caught out at all, Aaron. I don't know what you're talking about. You, you're ringing in from Japan. I'm interested in what Japan are doing. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm not caught out at all. I defend everything I've said. I don't know what you're talking about. It's, this is not a game. It's a radio station, Aaron. Sorry? I know it's a radio station. Yeah, it's not a game. That's why I'm calling in. Yeah, okay. You've made your point, and I've I've told you why I said that, and the re- the purpose and the reason behind me saying that is, I think I've defended my argument quite well. Now let's move on to the next part of it. The next part is you're living in Japan, and I'm curious to see what the Japanese are doing to reduce carbon emissions. You're a fool. <sighs> is that the best you can do, Aaron? You go all to all the trouble for a half an hour ringing in from Japan, you come on the radio and call me a fool. Is that the best you can do? What a waste of carbon. Anyway, to use your phone, I mean. <laughs> to ring all the way from Japan just to call me a fool. Anyway, the number is 87 Let me just go to a quick uh, WhatsApp message before we go. Jeez, it takes all sorts, doesn't it? God's sake. Let's go to some of our messages here. Hang on. I'll play them for you. Oh, Noel, how are you doing? It's Mick the Taxi Man. Noel, it's just evolution. I mean, I think in the last million years, the planet has probably only heated up by about a couple of degrees. You know, and it's just evolution. The planet is evolving over the last 65, 70 million years. But uh, all these students going out that are young, protesting, for what? You know, I'm sure that in, in the Industrial Revolution, there was more phosphorus and fuels gone into the atmosphere than we're producing now. And if everyone switches in the next 20 years, 25, 30 years, if everyone in the planet is driving electric cars, so that's putting stuff into the atmosphere for turbines to produce electricity. But, uh, it's just evolution, Noel, you know? Look, the barrier reef is destroyed because the ocean's heated up by a couple of degrees. It's not destruction of the planet, it's evolution. The planet's just evolving and adapting to what we what we are now, you know? But we won't see the benefits of all these electric vehicles. I'm in 47, I'm out driving a hybrid taxi. Um, the, the electric cars are too expensive to buy. There's no second-hand market on them as yet, but uh, we won't see the benefits of it. Our grandkids might, or our great-grandkids might, but what we do now is not going to affect what it's going to be like in 100 years. Because we don't know. We really don't know, you know, but yeah. it's just evolution, no? Evolution, that's what I can evolution, say. Evolution, you know? yes, indeed, absolutely. And I, I couldn't agree with you more in some sense, but of course, you know, if we can do things to make things better, there's no reason why we shouldn't do that as well. Uh, so I agree with that aspect of it. So if electric cars and all that kind of stuff becomes affordable, uh, if we have different ways of air travel that we can still enjoy and have a decent quality of life, uh, I would agree with doing whatever we can, as long as it doesn't cost us more money. We pay enough money to live in this bloody planet. <laughs> Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic.